Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's Tannehill and Spiller PowerCat podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here are your hosts, former K-State tight end Travis Tannehill and former Wildcat safety Monte Spiller. Welcome to this week's Tannehill and Spiller podcast. A few days after Christmas here. We are uh, actually, we'll kind of just spoil the, we won't try to pretend like it, what day of the week it is. Sunday afternoon, Chiefs just had a huge, huge victory <laughs> to seal um obviously the the playoff home game the bye week yeah. with the dolphins loss so sunday night that's probably Aaron monday uh monday sometime with the ball with the k-state game on tuesday so here we are monty we are man a lot, a lot of football a lot of college football going on like you just said nfl you're a chief, i'm a chiefs fan too but i'm a cowboys fan so um, my game is going on right now and, and i'm hopefully my cowboys can get a win and the giants can beat the eagles so the cowboys can back their way into a um, playoff game now if they do make it to the playoffs how well they do I, you know i'm not <laughs> being too hopeful but you know you never know it's football everybody has a chance for the record, Cowboys fan, is that your team, Cowboys? That is my team. I mean, you grew up in Dallas. B- born and raised. All right, all right, all right. Sounds good. So, just for the record, Dallas fan, yeah, because we were trying to meet up today to I mean, I'm like, well, I'd really like to watch this Chiefs game. And you're like, how about three? I'm like, well, it's probably going to be like four minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, <laughs> how about 3.30? Perfect. Sounds good. So, yep. for the record, Monty's Cowboys fan. You don't hate the Chiefs or anything, though. No, I cheer, okay. I cheer for the Sounds Chiefs good. as long as they're not playing Dallas. I'm, yeah, I'm, I hate Mahomes and, and uh, Tariq Hill and Kelsey. Those guys, are, they're fun to watch. And, and actually, being a defensive guy, Tyron Matthews, you that good, dude he Shoot, is he's like had a, a difference of maker man. man yep he has had a good year he was super fun to watch in college oh yeah um and and obviously that's monty spiller on the other microphone didn't do a we we, we always forget to do introductions we just, okay. we just roll right in we got too much content to cover um a few days after christmas first off christmas break all good it went Everything, well uh, yeah. get some time off work eat a lot of food i did we were talking before we started man you know christmas I, you know get, don't get me wrong i love the meaning of christmas um if, if Faith-wise, family-wise, and then the the most important F, food-wise. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> so yeah. So it was it was good. No complaints. How about you? Oh, it was it was unbelievable. I think uh, I think I had beef four days in a row. That was like the only meat I had. I didn't have any like chicken or pork. So it was amazing. Don't answer this if you don't want to, but. I played, I'd start the season at about 255. Uh-huh. I'd end the season at about 242. Um, I, I, I would almost bet I weighed over 270 as of today. Oh, man. So, I mean, and I know it's funny, guys, after, the, after, the, after they get done playing, they either blow up yeah. or shrink down. They're either the guys who had to work their tail off to keep weight on right. or they're the guys that 
keep eating like they used to eat <laughs> and, and quit burning 4,000 calories a day in workouts. So yeah, no need to no need to, to answer where Monty Spiller's weight at. But just so the, the audience knows, I – and 30 pounds away from three from three bills. But you carry it well, man. You Shoot, carry it well. well, appreciate that. But New Year's Eve, back on it. So Oh yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm one of those guys that can you know, I can I can go on a diet for a week and we'll shed 20 pounds. So right, right. We'll, we'll be back into it. Back into it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of New Year's Eve, before we get um talking about the cats, which they're down in Memphis now. I've been kind of watching and following social media, excuse me. Let's talk about some of the other um Bowl games, uh, specifically Big 12 and, and other teams around. You know, the Big 12 right now, we're not looking too good. We got six teams in bowl games, and as of uh, today, we're 0-3. Um, the first game, um, I believe it was Oklahoma State. They played decent. I watched the game, but they just couldn't pull out late. And, you know, it's tough. You know, bowl season, you never know which team going to show up. Uh, Chubba Hubert, I believe, is, is pronounced. He did well. I know Oklahoma State had some injuries. But, you know, that was one of my hopes of the game. I thought yep. that the Big 12 could win, and we didn't. You know, and then moving on to the Iowa State game, which I know a lot of the K-State fan base had some interest in that game because – me included, a lot of people felt like that should have been us playing Notre Dame rather than Iowa State. And, and what were your thoughts on that game? I mean, Notre Dame's a good football team. <laughs> I, I think that, that was probably the thoughts I, I took away from that. And I knew that going into that. I, mean, I think they only had two losses on the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, so obviously not a non they don't have a conference, so sometimes they're, um, you know, who they play is, is lacking. So um, not a very good strength of schedule. Still dropped two ball games. And, um, but – I don't know. It's so hard because you want to root for the Big 12. Yeah. But when when a bowl game jumps you for a team who has a worse record <laughs> and they lost head-to-head, yep. I mean, it makes you – it was a little justified. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed it just a little bit. Yeah, I did. You know, I was cheering for Iowa State because they are the Big 12. But part of me, you know, moving forward, hopefully, and I know it's going to happen because when you look at – uh, a lot of the bowl games, it's it's money, and you can say what you want to say, but it is. But kind of me, part of me smiles, saying, you know, hey, that could have been K State, and it probably would have been a lot more competitive game and a lot more people traveling to that game. But you know, it is what it is, and hoping, hopefully, K State shows up um, Tuesday against uh, Navy and, and Memphis for a big game. Yeah, that Iowa State game was. It's tough for me because I mean, there's probably not a team I dislike more than <laughs> than Notre Dame. Right? Like they're I don't know their fans. Like they're just I don't know their fans bother me, and they haven't really been that good in like 20 years, mm-hmm. and so like which is almost my whole lifetime ever since I can remember. So yeah, uh, if Iowa State would have been playing anyone else who I was kind of neutral about, I probably would have been a little more against Iowa State, but. Since I dislike Notre Dame so much, I, I was I was still pulling for those Cyclones. But jumping up to uh, Saturday's games, Ooh. last Saturday's the uh, the fourteen playoff. Man. First off, that second game was super entertaining. Man. That was super fun. Yeah, and personally, I was happy for Clemson because Brent Venables, who was a coach here when I was here, former K State linebacker, Salina product. You know, it's kind of hard not to pull for a local. 
uh, K-State guy and, and his team, and they, they've been doing phenomenal. I'm not sure how many games they won in a row, and his defense showed up when they needed to. And then the um, the strong safety or the free safety slash linebacker, the, the hybrid guy, number 11, I can't remember his name for Clemson. He's from Kansas City area. He's just a stud, and I was happy to see him do well. Simmons, I think. Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Something he, like that. He played well. Got an interception in the game. Yep. but. That, we'll, we'll jump back to that second game. Let's move back to the Oklahoma. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> but, you know, and there were – I know one play doesn't make a game, but the tempo of the game, it was a apparent pass interference um, in the first quarter where it would have gave Oklahoma a first down and they could have tied the game. Down. Yeah, yep. and they could have tied the game up. And I'm not saying that – LSU would have lost, but it could have been a totally different ball game. And, you know, I'm not wanting to throw point fingers on officials because that's a job I wouldn't want to do. But when you got three guys watching that play, somebody got to make a call. Yeah, I mean, there's multiple eyes on that. And, I mean, here's – I get really I, – I get really frustrated at officials because here's – just like the players, just like the coaches, just like the guys in the NFL, I mean, they are getting – they're not the college players. They're not getting paid. But, but the, the yeah. refs, they're getting paid. And so they are getting paid to do their profession, to do their craft. Mm-hmm. And when they do not, they do a poor job, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just got to be – and I don't know what the consequences are internally. And obviously, if you miss too many bad calls, eventually you probably lose your job. But, right. I mean, but full disclosure, I mean, I am the guy at a high school basketball game <laughs> ripping refs. Because, I don't know, it's just like – it just seems like they're so bad. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. And I, I'm, I feel like I can be pretty – um, you know, non-biased, pretty partial. I can put myself out. You know, there's times, all the times, fans are going crazy. I'm like, yeah, that's probably a good call. Right. And then the other times, like, no, everyone's no call. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a foul. Yeah. But it's like, man, like, how can you be that bad? And I know it's fast, and I know, but that, that was that was probably the that, worst pass interference call I've seen yeah, for sure this season, if not in the last five, ten years. Yeah, I think it was pretty blatant, and I think the defensive back even was he was looking around waiting for the flag to drop. And I think when it didn't, he was kind of like, "Okay, yeah. you know, they're not going to call that on I me." I think I think what it was well, it was a rollout to the right, and and the pass was it was kind of a duck. It was short. I mean, it was short. It was yeah. kind of a duck. I mean, I, when when that ball left his hand, yeah. Um, I was like, oh, he threw it out of bounds. Like, oh, just throwing it away. And yeah. the next thing you know, it like, it it's hit inba- the receiver in the leg, yeah. mm-hmm. inbounds. Yeah. Um, and the receiver was, you know, tackled. Yeah. So man, uh, that, that was. Yeah. I, I agree with you though. Turning point in the game, it yeah. might, maybe it would have been a competitive first half, I and agree. LSU would have pulled away. But yeah, it definitely. I mean, if I was Lincoln in that situation, I mean, he he was livid. He, he was livid. <laughs> I might have gotten. Probably got a flag. I would have. I would have gotten a 15 yard penalty. Yeah. Mainly because. One, I don't know. I'm a big fan of like basketball coaches getting technicals on purpose just to fire their team up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a good motivator, and it actually works. And so I know there's field position at play, and I think they were probably in like the thirty, their own thirty, so they would have been punting. Um, you know, they would have gotten the ball at the LSU would have been getting the ball at like I don't know their own thirty probably. Right. Or if you get a penalty, they got the ball at midfield. Mm-hmm. So, but I, don't, I always think that's. He was hot, and I don't know if I ever would have gotten over that one. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it was a tough call early, but, you know, congrats to LSU. They are probably um, one of the most complete teams outside of Ohio State and Clemson both. But whoever, like, and, and obviously Clemson won the second game, but the winner of that game and, and, and LSU is going to be a phenomenal national championship game, and I'm anxious to see who 
we'll come out on top with that one. But, you know, a lot of times it's easy to look back on your season and feel like it was a failure because you do lose your bowl game or you do lose the playoffs uh, game. And, and one of the announcers made a comment about Jalen Hurts, you know. He um, comes in less than a year and basically loses two games, one to K-State, go Cats, and then one to the number one team, and the nation, yeah. you know, so that's not a whole lot to be upset about. And considering he only been with the program for a year. Yeah, no, and, and LSU's good. I mean, oh, yeah. man, they are across Talented. the board. I saw a picture today of the LSU offensive lineman with their shirt off. I was like, our lineman didn't look like that. Like those dudes ripped were ripped. And we had some good offensive linemen come oh, through yeah. here. Oh yeah, but we got that that the. Uh, Whatever, the body fat percentage ratio. I mean, those dudes weigh 330 pounds, and they got like 8% body fat. Yeah, they do it's something. Like, man, like they're it. impressive. So, But LSU opens opens up as a uh, anywhere from a 3.5 to a 6.5-point favorite right. um, against Clemson, which, which is probably probably right where right where it should be. Yeah, and I believe the game is played in Louisiana. In yeah, Super which, Dome, so. man, that's yeah. got to be nice. Talk about home field advantage. No but, kidding. But I think Clemson, the one advantage, well, not one, but one of the advantages in my eyes that Clemson has, they've been there before against yep. another highly ranked team, Alabama, and they've won it, in, and, and they won big games under adversity. You know, LSU kind of, they had some adversity early in the year against Texas early, but they kind of rolled through, and, you know, Alabama game was a tough one. But outside of that, they haven't seen a whole lot of adversity, and I think the game against Ohio State for Clemson kind of showed the world that, hey, we're not the big-name team like everybody Everybody talks about our conference is weaker, which is the ACC in the most competitive league. But Clemson's a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that getting tested will help them this next week or yeah. in two weeks. Yeah. Um, Clemson getting tested and, and LSU kind of coasting. We might see LSU come out early in that first quarter and and be a little lethargic. Right. And Clemson, you know, hops up 14-0, 13-0, whatever, um, gets up a couple scores, and the next thing you know, they, they trade touchdowns for the rest of the game, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and mm-hmm. Clemson might find themselves in a 10-point. In a Ten point win or you know two two score uh, victory towards the end and, and it all happened because of that first quarter right. they were able to jump out because they did they were in a tight ball game and that's something they hadn't proven they've been able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, staying on refs, what was your opinion jumping to the second game, mm-hmm. um, the, the the Clemson game? What was your opinion on that ejection it was, um, you know, from the Ohio State defender? It was tough in real time. I thought he hit him. I th- the point was, and some people were arguing that the fact that the quarterback kind of ducked his head. But if you look at it, he went to turn his head in slow motion. And the defensive back uh, for Ohio State, he did lower his helmet. And the biggest point, I think, was it was the crown of his helmet that made contact. I think if we would have hit him with a shoulder pad, he wouldn't have got ejected. They would have looked at it. But by, by rule and how they've been calling it all year, it was the right call. Yeah. It was the right call. Was it unfortunate? Yes, because the play call was perfect timing. Um, the quarterbacks appeared to be injured, had him rattle a little bit, and you could just feel the air um, go out of the Clemson team when they saw him down on the field. But it was a tough call. If I was a coach for Ohio State, I'd probably have been upset about it as well. Yeah. But And he made a statement. He goes, I haven't seen the hit on video yet. I'll look at it when I get get opportunity. But if I was a coach, being in his shoes after watching it, if roles were reversed, it was the right call. Yeah, I think that's that's where I've settled. I I, I think it was the right call by the rule book. 
I hate the rule. <laughs> so I, I just think the rule is yeah. wrong. Yeah. I think they're trying to they're trying to protect the players mm-hmm. in and I don't know. That's just not fair. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just not fair. You can't take a man out of a game like exactly. that. He's worked his whole entire life to yeah. be in. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I say give him the penalty, but if it's two times in a game, yeah, maybe sit him. But the first time, obviously, and it's such a fast physical game, it's hard as a defensive player to stop your momentum and change your body positioning split second. It's not It's not possible. Oh, it, it's hard. It's hard. And then when you get offensive players who lower their head to protect themselves or to run you over, it's hardly ever called. Yeah. It's hardly ever called. So it's tough, but you can't take a guy out of the game um, based on that. But based on the rule, it was the right call. Yeah, and I saw some of the national analysts and um, you know some of the big national football guys on, on social media. I mean, even they were disagreeing. I mean, yeah. there'd be – uh, you know, Joel Klatt thought it was the worst call in the world. And then, uh, you know, Kirk Herbstreit thought it was a great call. So yeah. it's like, you know, two of the top guys in our industry were in disagreeing. So that's yeah. where I just think the rule needs – I get why the rule's there. I mean, it, it needed cleaned up. I mean, I look at some of these K-State highlight reels from the 90s. I'm like, man, like, did we ever actually kill anybody? Like, did anyone actually die on the football field during a K-State game? Because, I mean, we – I mean, I used to do it in middle school. And yeah. I, I mean, we used to headhunt. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. turnovers where, you know, you're looking back, chop, you know, licking your chops, trying to take someone's head off. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I think there has to be – a line that you can draw, and you got to use some common sense in the replay booth. Is was that intentional and dirty, right? Or was that just a hard physical play yeah. where the guy came in a little high? Exactly, because because we bang. saw it in the OU game. That yeah. was that was a dirty play. Yep, that young man deserved to be ejected, and it was the right call. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because the, the guy wasn't looking for the ball. The, the quarterback had the ball. He made a deliberate attempt to injure that. The player from um, LSU, and that was the right call. Yeah, it was it was dirty, like you said, it was dirty. And by the way, it took himself out of the play, not yeah, like the tackle, exactly. right? A big first down. So I, right know. Now, I was just I was like, "What are you doing, man?" Selfish, man. Yeah. But. And so that's where I think the easiest solution to all this. I think, like you said, you got to have, you know, a, a targeting one and a targeting two. Yeah. Targeting one is incidental. You just came in a little high. Um, you know, maybe the defender lowered their head a little bit as well. So, and then targeting two is automatic ejection. And then if you get two targeting ones in a game, you're gone. You're gone. Kind of yeah. like the flagrant one, flagrant yeah. two in basketball. Exactly. I mean, exactly. it's not. I know there's some really smart people up at the NCAA, but it's like, guys. Golly, yeah, come on. Yeah. This is, and, and I love the stat too. I saw someone tweet out. Um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I mean, you only get 11 games, 12 games in in college. college so yeah. it's like. If you can only get twelve games, getting ejected is eight percent. It is seven, eight percent. Yeah. Where, and they're like, imagine if you're sliding into second base as a baseball player, and you come in a little high, and you accidentally punch the, the second baseman in the head with your hand, <laughs> yeah. or a basketball player, you go in for a hard foul, gotcha. and, and you you know you catch someone's head with your elbow, and it's like, imagine if you got ejected for eleven games, yeah. and they broke it down like percentage wise. Like no, that would be like no, you'd get ejected for one game yep. in baseball or one game in basketball, but you play a hundred of them, yep. and so it's like that's one percent of your season, not a big deal. But football, man, that's like almost ten percent. That's eight, nine, ten percent of your season. That's, it's that's crazy, huge. and especially if you. If you get ejected the second half of a game, oh, I know. You know, next game moving forward, man, that's that's huge. Yeah, that's that's, that's half of a game. But yeah, you know, and, and <laughs> all joking aside, you know, if you, if, I would never um, 
encourage any of my players I've coached and I know any guys that I've played with. But if you're really upset with the call, dude, with a guy from Eastern, uh, was Eastern Michigan a quarterback? He was a senior. He threw two punches at the ref and got kicked out. Was like, that who that was? Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I did. I saw the highlight or I whatever like, come, come across on. my. And he actually played. I watched that game. He actually played a good game, but yeah. he was frustrated. And you know, he knew he was done after that game. So he was yep. like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna let it go. Shoot. So. Funny, <laughs> funny, funny high school story. So the uh, the soccer team where I went to high school, Lake East. Similar situation. They were in the playoffs, and they were getting, you know, soccer, you're down 2-0 with two minutes left. Like, you're probably not going to come back. And, like, they just started an all-out brawl. <laughs> like, it was hilarious. Like, they just, like, someone just punched a kid. And that's like, you know, it's a senior. It's spring right. soccer. So, like, you already graduated. What are they uh-huh. going to do? And, yeah, they just decked. And it was the rival. It was, oh, I think it was like the East versus Blue Valley North, which, uh, you know, two there were two big soccer schools, and they right. traded state championships. And it was, I don't know if it was to, for the state championship or to go to the state championship. But, <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. But, oh, man. Uh, one last questionable call. Um which that's what the OU game had some questionable calls, but that was a blowout. So I don't think they really matter. I don't think they really dictated the outcome of the game, but the Ohio state safety getting ejected or defender, whoever that was. Um, and then along with that Clemson catch slash fumble where Ohio state returned it for a touchdown. Right. What, what are your thoughts on that? You know, me being a defensive guy, initially watching it live, my first thought was incomplete. And then after watching it in slow motion broken down, I was still sold on that it was incomplete. And it's not because – and it goes back to rules again, what they've been consistent with all year long. The young man made the catch, and he secured the ball, took one step, but he never turned upfield, dove. And and going back to that football move rule – he lost control of the ball before he moved upfield. So at that point, it was considered incomplete, you know. And it, and it goes back to rules and the perception and, and how it's interpreted and, and depends on the crew. But from my point of view, I think it was the right call. Yeah, I'm kind of at the same thing with targeting. I think by the rule book, black and white, that was the correct call, but I disagree with the rule again. Right. So, right. in my opinion, this is what I think. He he actually caught that ball. Mm-hmm. He took three steps, almost yeah. four. Yeah. But because he was getting tackled, yeah. he was not able to make, make a football move, move mm-hmm. because he was getting tackled. Exactly. So, therefore, if he's in space, if no one's on him, he yeah. makes a football move. Yep. But because he's getting tackled, which you could say – kind of getting tackled is a football move, Yep. then he didn't have a chance to make a move. And therefore, I mean, he had that ball a long time. It, it pretty much, the fact that he was getting tackled negated the fact that the defensive player caused the fumble Yeah. after the catch. So, yeah, I'm with you. So, if you look at it, if you take the rules out of it, and I hate to say common sense, but if you look at it common sense-wise, it's a catch and a fumble. Yeah. And here, here's the other caveat to that that I disagree with and how things are starting to be called. So now it seems like referees, when there's a fumble type situation, they they don't blow they err on the side of not blowing the whistle. Right. And so they don't blow the whistle, so they can see who recovers it, and they can let the play play out, and then go back. Well, now they have to have enough evidence to overturn. overturn it. Yep. Because they have to have you know without a doubt, which they did. Yep. In that situation, so it's like, well, you know, you need to call it how you see it. Yeah. And then. Because I mean that needs to be the call on the field, mm-hmm. and that needs to be the you know the the benchmark of what we're trying to overturn. So I don't know, it's a 
That, that, that one, that, that was hard. That was tough. Yeah, that was it was, tough it was a game changer. You know, and this, you know, I agree with you on that. And it was a game changer because, you know, both teams traded scores late, and but Clemson took advantage of the opportunities when they got it. You know, but one thing, watching the game, and I'm a as a defensive coach, I am not a fan. If if we get somebody to fourth down, and if it's fourth and seven, I will bring heat on a punt block or on the punt team. But anything under five yards, I say go punt return a punt safe because sure enough Knuckleheads. They they sure enough <laughs> they stopped them. Ohio State did a great job of stopping them. And then and there's normally reserve defensive backs, guys who don't play a whole lot, who which I love it, the fact that they get opportunities to make plays on special teams, they're going hard and they end up making a mistake. And like I said, a personal foul, roughing the kicker, give them a new set of downs and yep. Clemson takes advantage of it. Ninety seven yard drive. <laughs> so it's yeah. kinda like, come on, guys, but that's what makes college football fun. <clears throat> yeah, that was uh I think they even said he was a he was a backup cornerback, yep. backup yep. safety, something like that. But yeah, that was a huge play. And I honestly this is where this is what kills me. And this is what kills you if you're a, if you're an Ohio State fan. If if that defender is not ejected, if that defender stays in the game, if that fumble goes the other direction, yep. Ohio State wins. Yeah, or yeah, in my opinion, yeah, without a doubt, they yeah. they had the momentum. Yeah, Ohio State played outplayed Clemson the first two quarters. Man, you know Clemson got some momentum late in the, in the second quarter, but uh, they outplayed them. They yeah. out physically. Shoot, Venables got out coached. Yeah, the first exactly. Quarter. They got they out schemed them everything. I was like, man, who who is this Ohio State team? But uh, they look good, and I honestly believe you know Clemson won. But if Ohio State won, uh, would have won. The championship game against LSU would have been just as exciting uh, coming up. So either way, they had both had great seasons. But uh, I love college football, man. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, that was a fun game, especially after. I don't, honestly, I didn't even really watch the second half of that uh, that OU game. No. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go do something else in my life. I'm not gonna watch OU get embarrassed. Yeah. Um, which, which another funny story. So <laughs> we're we're down at the farm for Christmas, uh, which is we're about an hour south of south of Manhattan here. Um, and we have antenna. We don't get cable. Just it's a long story, but it's out in the middle of nowhere. So there is no opportunity to get cable. There's no no one provides it there. So you got to get dish, and dish sucks, and it's expensive. Yep. Um, and so, but finally, we got a smart TV down there. There you go. So we were able to hotspot my YouTube account, my Perfect. YouTube TV account through a phone, <laughs> and we were able to get the games because nice. it, it is tough. I mean, oh, yeah. it's like all these games are, and usually, you know, NFL is pretty easy. They're always on the antenna channels, but right. so for all you rural people listening, I feel your pain, man. <laughs> it's a it's a pain in the butt. It's super expensive to get you know just internet out in uh, out in rural kansas so right but it's uh it was awesome we got to watch it but so that honestly that's why we turned the ou game off because you're using up your data yep. and you only got it's so many gigs yeah. so you're like i'm not gonna waste my gigs on this uh on this data me. so man first world problems running out of data uh, while watching football the Tannehill and Spiller PowerCat Podcast is sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. The Fridge is your source for all of your tailgate and party needs. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now we return to the Tannehill and Spiller Power Cat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Well, two weeks will be the championship. That'll be an exciting, uh, exciting ball game here on Tuesday night, though. We got our own uh, our own Wildcats, which, for the record, I mean, Big 12's 0-3. For now. For now. For About now. to be 1-3. Yeah. I think our Cats will show up and kind of get the Big 12 on the winning side of things. You know, uh, there's been, surprisingly, there's been a lot of pub about this game. You know, just the fact that it's a Navy-K-State uh, matchup. I saw where the Patriots. Um, Shit, what was that owner, about? I saw he, he flew Navy's team because Belichick's father was on staff at navy maybe i'm not sure at some huh. point i'm not sure if but then they made a statement that like navy paid for it yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm not like, yeah was I, that like i sold it to you for a dollar type of thing exactly i don't and, and i could care less you know I, I respect the fact that they want to do it for our military services that's great yeah i but, could care less that's cool yeah i care less is awesome but um i think k-state i've been following social media you know and uh, i saw that and uh, for those of you who get upset, and I'm, I'm I'm part of different pages on Facebook, on Twitter, different stuff, and somebody made the comment, oh, great, we're wearing all white. I love the all white uniforms. Love it. I love it. And then somebody go, oh, great, we're wearing all white. We're going to lose. And then a lot of people jumped on the individual and started replying. But, you know, guys, it's, it's football. Have fun. Navy got some pretty cool uniforms. I guarantee they're Shoot, not complaining yeah. about them. So let the kids have fun. And once we win, um, that uniform jinx things, you guys will see that it's nonsense. So, um, but, no, I'm, I'm excited. I think um, who was the coach that used to be here for a year? He was a defensive back coach. I saw that he is now. Norwood. Norwood, yeah. yeah. He's on staff at Navy, and, and that would be fun. I, I know he probably knows yeah. a few of the kids. That, Gene's got some ties. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm excited. It seems like we're traveling well. Um, I'm, I'm seeing people post on Facebook, on Shoot, Instagram. yeah, I have. Well, I have as well. Yeah, I've been man. pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'm excited. But I think not being biased, I think it's going to be a physical game. But I truly believe our skilled players, one on one, offensive wise, are going to take advantage of some of their defensive backs because they are made to, build, uh, to, uh, to stop the run. We're still running the ball well, I believe. But I think over time that we'll kind of uh, outspeed them and uh, out savvy them with some of our skill guys. So, what are you thinking? Yeah, I was watching. Who did Air Force play? Did you um, watch that game? Yeah, that um, day? Um, Washington State. Yeah, Washington State. Air Force, Washington State. I was watching that game because obviously a similar offense. And prior to watching that game, I was pretty confident. After watching that game, now, now I'm scared. Because yeah. well, Air Force executed. That looked really hard to stop. Air Force One's a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit Navy. caveat. But. Yeah, but, but and they throw a lot more than Navy does as well. But on the flip side, too, I'm, Washington State's defense isn't nearly as good True. as K-State's defense. Yeah, they so, care less about playing I, defense up there. Exactly, and I'm with you on that. But I'm concerned because they got pride and they play hard and they got a winning record for a reason and they're in the bowl game for a reason. So I wouldn't say I'm afraid, but I know it's going to be a com- uh, competitive game. But I believe we have more depth. I believe that we have more schemes that they have to um, uh, cover and, and tend to. And I think the fact that uh, our guys – 
are excited to be there and not mad about, oh, we should have been somewhere else. I think our kids are truly happy to be there, and they want to send a message to the rest of the world uh, that, you know, hey, we deserve better, and we're getting better. So, Shoot, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think these kids – I, I think these kids are excited to be there. Yeah. And one, I think they missed one, they missed out last year. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these kids, you know, if you're a two-year JUCO kid, this is your this is your this first is opportunity yeah. to, be, to be first and only. Um, so no, I don't think these guys are coming in entitled or you know ah, we're too good for this bowl game. Um, you know, I just think they're excited to be there. I mean, they know yeah. how hard it is to win six bowl games and become bowl eligible. So they're excited to be there. I think I have been surprised at how many K Staters are going down. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of mad now that I'm not going. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, it's not too late, man. It's I know, not I, too late. I, I've had a couple people offer me to jump in yeah. with them, but you know, it's, it's New Year's, and, and the more I talk about it, the more excited I get. It's New Year's Eve. It's in Memphis, uh, Bill Street. All kind of live music, good barbecue, good food, good people, and I'm expecting a K-State victory. So yeah. I can only imagine what that environment would be like downtown Memphis on New Year's Eve out the big K-State. Yeah, room. that'll be that'll be fun. And and side note, Manhattan's it's fun. As a college kid for New Year's, but like for us adults, like yeah. like we're trying to think of stuff to do. I was like, you want to go to like Applebee's? Like, I know. <laughs> there, there are a few places around town that are having like um, events where you can get dressed up and kind of. Yeah. And, but you know, and normally it's so cold. Yeah. And I'm like, do I really? Want to My get wife was out? like, you want to go to Aggieville and watch the ball drop? And I looked at the weather; it was like 18. I was like, like nah, no, I'm good. So I'm with I'm you good. on that. I'm with. But you. yeah, no, it'll be fun, and I think. Uh, I, don't know, I think the players are up for, and I hope the audience understand. Like bowl games are kind of weird, yeah. Because like bowl games are literally like a lot of times, you know, pretty evenly matched teams usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of teams and a lot of players that just don't care. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of guys that are checked out. They're trying not to get hurt. Yeah. And it's always, I mean, there's always like. You know, there's agents hanging around the hotel waiting to yep. talk to you after the game, and yep. there's guys that are checked out and guys that are more worried about making money than they are about winning bowl games, which, not right or wrong, I mean, I'm not criticizing those guys. I mean, if I'm my kid's a first-round draft pick and I'm playing in the Liberty Bowl, I might be right. telling him to sit out. So, <laughs> um, you know, if he's got millions of bucks, exactly. if he just stays healthy. Exactly. So, not being critical about anyone, but it's just an awkward – It is. I mean, it, it counts, but it doesn't. Yeah. And so, it's uh, – a. but I think this K-State team cares. That's kind of what I'm getting at is I think this K-State team cares. There's a lot of guys that want to win this game. There's a lot of guys that – because we got chose for the Liberty Bowl, they do have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think they should because we deserve better and not knocking the Liberty Bowl by any means because if you think about it, it's a New Year's Eve game. It's a great town. We have a more than worthy opponent, and it has a great history. You know, it's one of those things where K-State normally in the past, whenever we go to a bowl game for the first time or we go somewhere where we do have a history, they remember K-State and they remember the fans and they remember the team and they remember how well behaved the kids are and they remember how hard they play. So we like to keep that uh, that, that reputation going no matter what. But I'm excited for the Cats. I think we do come out victorious. I'm not saying we're going to blow them out by any means, but I think it's going to be a good game for us to finish the season on going into next year. And I saw a bunch of the recruits have been commenting about they're excited to watch the Cats play yep. um, in the bowl game as well. So, yeah, it should be good. Yep, onward and upward. And I'm curious to see, uh, you know, for this Coach Kleiman staff, I mean, new, new territory. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, FCS versus FBS, you know, they're used to playing a playoff-type situation. Um, that is one thing I'd like to see the Bulls do. I mean, I'm a little tired of going to the Liberty Bowl. I'm a little tired of going to the Texas Bowl. Yeah. I'm a little tired of going to the Cotton Bowl. Mix it up. It's like, 
let, let, let's rotate these every three to yeah. four years so you can, yeah. you know, mix up some new conferences and, you know, just go to go to new places. Like, I'm tired of going to Texas and Arizona. Yeah, I get it. And I get the weather's better. I get the fact that they have the bigger stadiums and a lot of the sponsorships are based out of there. But you can make it happen. You know, it's one of those things where, <clears throat> don't get me wrong, we're not getting greedy. I don't want to go to Idaho for Dude, a bowl the potato game. bowl. <laughs> Isn't there a potato bowl up like there or something? something? Like the potato bowl or something like that. But. You know, there's so many locations across the country where you can find different bowl scenarios and mix up a different fan base for a change. You don't have to be like it can be every four years is more than enough. And I also wish that we can go into playoff system to eight teams rather than four. You know, I think that could be done financially. Will it happen? I don't know. Is it possible? More than you know, most definitely it's possible. But the right people with the right amount of money have to make it happen. So yeah, the one argument against that that I've seen come out this week is there hasn't been a there has the one versus four ball game which we saw OU versus yeah. uh, LSU has not been very competitive. No, you're right. And so it's like we can't even find four teams to compete. To compete. Yeah. Why are we trying to open this up to eight? eight so yeah. that's yeah. kind of. I mean, I'd love to see it eight just for that's one more week of college football. But gotcha. Real quick, well, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. But favorite bowl game memory? Oh man, actual game or any anything travel? Oh, actual, you know, on I, the on the team I, playing, I, I whatever. Give, I give you two. Okay. Actual game probably was the Fiesta Bowl my senior year. Uh, we ended up eleven and one. Um, we played Syracuse. Uh, Donovan McNabb was a quarterback. And we finished top ten. I can't remember what our ranking was, but uh, that was my senior year. It was New Year's Eve in Arizona, and we we pretty much got physical with Syracuse. They were kind of running their mouths all week long in outings and different gatherings that we have. And then before the game, a lot of people didn't see it, but um, on TV. But before the game. We were warming up, and some of their players decided to run through our warm-up uh, as far as D-backs, and we had a bunch of guys who had attitudes, is a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> in a good way. In a good way, and they weren't having it. So that kind of set the tone right then. Uh, Mike Bishop was our quarterback. We had a bunch of other guys on both sides of the ball that was just nasty guys on on offense and defense, and, and uh, they, they found out real quick how we were. So that was a fun game to finish out my K-State career. Um, as far as location – Oh, probably the Holiday Bowl um, in, in San Diego. It was when I was a younger player. Andre Coleman, who is now with Texas, had just recently signed with the Chargers. And uh, he was out in San Diego, and he met up with some of the players and uh, took us out, and we hung out with him for a little bit. So uh, it was kind of cool to see the city uh, through the eyes of an NFL player yeah, at the time. That so that, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. How about you? Well... Mine also has to do with Syracuse. <laughs> up, at, up at the Pinstripe Bowl, so my sophomore year, that would have been 2010, I believe. Right. Um, you know, we're excited. K-State missed a bowl game the year before. Um, you know, we're not – you know, Pinstripe, the inaugural Pinstripe Bowl, which was a total disaster. There were lots of – you know, got like three feet of snow. The city yeah, was a mess. So I remember that. Anywho, we're uh, – I don't remember what night it was. Second, third night. We had to be back at like midnight or whatever. <laughs> um, on the way back – you know, I see a little hot dog cart, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> New York City hot dog. That's kind of cool. Let me get a hot dog. So I get a hot dog, and I'm sure this little this guy on the corner saw his tourist written all over me, and he slid me the hot dog from like four days ago Oh man, that, uh, that he hadn't been able to get rid of because it's been in a snowstorm. <laughs> so he, uh, he, he slid me the four-day-old hot dog that's been in the warmer. So about 2 a.m., I'm sound asleep, and uh, – 
we have a little bit of a food poisoning <laughs> issues. Uh, projectile vomit all over my roommate's bed. Andre uh, Andre McDonald, who uh, who was actually great in the situation. Oh, he man. he got Matt and Mindy the trainers, and um, you know got up there to give me some fluids and whatnot. And I missed practice the next day. We had practice early in the morning the right. next day. I think nine or whatever, and uh, you know just from being dehydrated and throwing mm. up all night. And I still to this day, I, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll swear on, I'll you know I'll do whatever you need to to promise you that that story is real. But I, to this day, I think Coach Snyder thinks I was out partying. So. I, yeah, I, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm convinced he thinks I was out partying um, the night before, which, I mean, I never drank during season. So. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and I was a sophomore. I think I was like 20. Right. And so it's like, Coach, I promise, I, I just ate a bad hot dog. So <laughs> that's by far that's my favorite uh, bowl. And it just kind of, you know, put a cap on the, you know, the, the whole – it was just kind of a cluster the yeah. whole the whole week, and we lost and yeah, on a bad call. And yeah. It was uh, lots of snow. Like we, one of the practices got canceled because there was too much snow, and like yeah. you don't know Coach Snyder, like you yeah. know, like practice does not get canceled. Yeah, exactly. Had like, like, what do you mean the buses can't get there? <laughs> like, go get the snowplow drivers. But then, no, that was the issue. The snowplow drivers and everyone was on strike. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Like the whole city was shut down. Like, like there was nope. sewage on, like there were oh. trash bags on the side of the road. Wow. So everyone was on strike and you couldn't get anywhere. And it was a bad bowl game. And it was cold. And, but it was fun. We didn't, we thought it was fun. And then we went to the cotton bowl the next year. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is the how cotton it's supposed bowl. To be. <laughs> this is how it's supposed to be. This is big time. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So that's, uh, and then I went over three in bowl games, so I got no good like game bowl game stories. Well, maybe you shouldn't go to Memphis then. <laughs> Shoot, I know, I know. No, but but no, man. Uh, I'm excited. Um, hopefully, those of you out there listening, uh, if you are traveling, cheer loud, be safe. Um, we look forward to the Cats getting the victory and then coming back. You know, it's one of those things where the season seems to get here so much quicker uh, when we end on a positive note with a bowl win as we have so far this year. And it's kind of fun to look back and see uh, how well this, this staff has done. You know, there's a lot of question marks coming in, but uh, I'm proud of the, co- the the coaches. I'm proud of the kids. I'm proud of the fan base. So it's been a great season. Hopefully we can finish off on, on the right note. Yeah, I agree with all those sentiments. For sure, everyone drive safe. Um, drive or fly safe. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time on New Year's Eve cheering on the Cats. And, too, it's been, man, it's been a – it's been a fun year. It's it been has. a really fun year. There's Good been season. some ups and downs. Yeah. There's been some heartaches. There's been some giant celebrations beating OU, man. Oh, that yeah. was a fun one. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really at kind of what we've always said, man. I'm just excited to see where this program's headed. I'm excited at what the staff has been able to do in a short time. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to look back in two, three, five, ten years yeah. and just be like, man. We, we got ourselves a good one, and, and we just love what this team is doing. So, with that being said, anything else, y'all good? I'm good. Um, I know, I know. Um, I, I'm not big on New Year's resolutions, but uh, I gotta lose thirty pounds. <laughs> I'm I'm happy with my weight right now. I'm gonna get a little bit stronger, just kind of maintain the older I get, the the harder it gets. But um, uh, those out there who do have New Year's resolutions, try to stick to them, you know, and uh, take care. And like uh, Trav always says, man, go cats. Yeah, go cats, and that's what I'll I'll piggyback off that. I listen to it leadership motivational guy the other day and, and with new year's resolutions and it's not you're not trying to lose weight day one you're not trying to lose weight day 10 you're trying to build a habit right. so even if you just got to go to the gym he said he would go to the gym sit in the parking lot and listen to the radio and then drive home but he got his butt <laughs> out of bed at five in the morning and he in some day you know 
some days he wouldn't even go into the gym, but he was building that habit that every morning I get up at five and I go to the gym. God. And so just remember, if you don't, if you get to the gym one day and you just want to walk on the treadmill for ten minutes, yep. you go right ahead. It's a process. You man. go right ahead. It's just build those habits. Build those good habits. Taking a playbook out of Coach Snyder, just get a little bit better every single day. Right on. So with that, travel safe. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Go Cats and Chiefs. <laughs> You've been listening to the Tannehill and Spiller Power Cat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.